Hey, ToughCast listeners, this week we brought in a special guest to talk to you about the New York Cosmos. Please welcome native New Yorker Carl Sagan. How are you doing, Carl? Thank you, Jeff. I'm doing quite fine. It's a pleasure to join you here on ToughCast. So, Carl, tell us about the Cosmos. There are some hundred billion galaxies in the Cosmos, Uh, each with, on the average, a hundred billion stars. The cosmos is also within us. We are made of star stuff. We are a way for the cosmos to know itself. Let us now board our spaceship of the imagination and... (laughs) Carl, Carl, I know you want to talk about aging stars, but we're talking about the aging stars at the cosmos. Yes, I believe I'm here to talk about the cosmos. No, I mean the New York cosmos. New York, Philadelphia, Mumbai, Tokyo, ancient Rome, they are all under the cosmos. Yes, I know that, but we're talking about the soccer team. Soccer team. The New York cosmos. Uh, Do you know anything about them? Well, I... Soccer team, you say? Yes. Well, that Pelé, he, he was pretty good, yes? Yeah, you know about as much as anyone else does. Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. And welcome, soccer fans, to Toughcast by two United fans. This is Notch. And this is Jeff. You might have thought I was done, but I'm back for episode 51. Where were you, Jeff? You were, you were off driving home. I was driving to someone's home. I see. Yes. Yeah. They're they're safe. That's they're what good. matters. They're safe. And you're safe. And I'm safe. I'm awake. I'm holding whiskey and I'm talking soccer. It's, it's the dream. It's like we never fought on Twitter. It's like we never fought on Twitter. See, I was hoping that there would be some sort of scandal like, Jeff is gone the week they fight <laughs> about Lance Lang. Is this the end of Toughcast as we know it? Yeah, but right. It never happened. I actually thought about starting that rumor mill myself. Yeah, just just start a fake account. All those, like, you know, again, we're pretty good at that because we're MLS shills and we've got many MLS yeah. shill accounts. So yeah. um, you just use some of that skill for your own personal benefit. By the way, I met with um, a guy who listens to our show at The Nomad this weekend. Ah. Uh, I was I thought I saw Mike Brandis, okay? So I started shouting, Mike, Mike, as I insufferably do across the bar when I see someone I like. Of course. And so I started walking up to him and this guy turned around when I say Mike. And I'm like, oh. Wait, that's not Mike at all. And then he's like, hi. Uh, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I thought you were someone I knew. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know who you are. And I listen to the show. And apparently his name is Dan Mick. Oh, Dan. Right. Yeah. I was just drinking with him before this. So he's he's one of your friends. Yeah. uh, A couple weeks ago, I met him at a bar. Okay. I'm not even kidding. A couple yeah. weeks ago, I was at Brits for an event, and suddenly he was there, and he's like, hey, yeah, I listen to you guys. So congrats, Dan. You've officially done it. Right. And he, he was telling us he enjoys our show because he likes listening, hearing about the players and stuff that he we, we inform him about stuff. So that's good. Yeah. At least someone is so, buying all the bullshit we spew. So, Dan, just for you, we're not going to mention a single player's name. <laughs> this is going to be like the unlicensed soccer video game you have. <laughs> Where it's like, Brazil's number 10 with dreadlocks who can dribble quickly is not Ronaldinho. It's going to be great. I played FIFA 94, you know, the one before they had the official yeah. licenses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was very funny. But uh, moving along, we actually have NASL stuff. Because again, it's just, it still feels new that there's actual gameplay to talk about. It's not just like 
signings and like rumors and like Bill Peterson saying something that we oh, we'll still have Bill Peterson saying something. He is. I hear he talks every day. He talks every single day. Yeah. Funny how he sometimes does that. twice on Tuesdays. Right. Right. We should talk to him about that. We should. We should. We really, really should. And actually, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start by listing off 11 players. Uh, or do we want to list them? I don't know. The team of the week was there. Was there anyone that really surprised you? I don't think so. I mean, I thought Kevin Venegas' inclusion was, um, I won't say undeserved, but like I didn't think he like blew my mind on Saturday. He was solid. Yeah. But like the rest of the team was too. Like I could have put any, you know, a lot of guys. Like Ben Spees, of course. Two right. goals, solid performance. Right. I would have said skill. that. You could put, I mean, in theory, you could put Sammy in goal more than you could put Venegas in defense, but there weren't a ton of shots for Sammy to deal with either. Right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it could have gone either way, but it's good. I mean, Nemanja Vukovic scored that, like, last-minute goal that we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so he's um, good. Nico Kranshar played his first game, so, of course, he was going to be on the best 11 no matter what. So I don't know if you if you heard the the part with me and uh, Jason, but uh, Jason calls Nico Crancher clown car. Clown car. <laughs> That's I what like I'm gonna it. call him from now on. Clown I car. I like it. Uh, clown car with the cosmos. Yes. Um, Austin Deleuze deserves to be on the list because he scored a bunch of goals too. I mean, it's the second week in a row. So I yeah, he's been on fire. Yeah, and like Eden Varad is a goal scorer. Arrieta is a goal scorer. I mean, they just went with the like popular picks, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know Ma- Mario Daniel Vega. He in the highlights at least. I didn't watch that game. He seemed to be doing pretty good stuff too. Yeah, yeah, and and we've talked about how Tampa Bay is going to be a tough attack to defend against all year. So I mean, it's impressive in general. Yeah. And the one goal he did allow was a penalty kick in the 89th minute. So yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Uh, ben Spees won Player of the Week and Player of the Week, and that's what. Yeah, yeah, both. That's right. So uh, no argument on either of those. Um, let's actually talk about this bit. No, let's talk about it now, because there's actual, like, banter that comes with it. It's not just a fact. So, the TV ratings came out, as they always do, at the end of a week, and it looks like this week, the game between Indy and Ottawa on BN had 7,000 viewers. I mean, everyone in Ottawa should have tuned in, because it was last year's Ottawa versus this year's Ottawa, so, like, Pretty much. you know... right. Uh, Nah, it's, and there's a big hype campaign of Sinisa Ubiparapovich tearing up an Ottawa jersey. That was fucking hilarious. That was, that was like top quality, dude. Top class. I, I, I mean, I was hurt for the Ottawa fans mm-hmm. who had to see that. Like, the guy who scored all their goals last year tearing up their jersey. Right. Are you kidding me? That's brutal. It is so I have, brutal. I have never seen anyone do that in any league. Yeah, it's salty. It was amazing. Fuck, dude. And, uh, and yeah, 7,000 people thought that'd be fun to watch. Yeah, what su- there were more people in the stadium than watching on TV. Yeah, and what really surprises me is, I'm trying to remember what the events were, but there was like a, a 90 and 30 replay of a game right afterward yeah. that drew like 33K, and what was it, like a monster truck rally that got 25K, both on BN. Competitive right? almond eating. Something like that, yeah, yeah. exactly, and that huh. got like three or four times as much, which really surprised me. Yeah, I mean, I, no, this is not good. <laughs> That's, I don't that's think not anyone good. needs us to tell them that There's, seven thousand people is but bad. Someone will tell you that it's not bad. Yeah, guesses. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, Cardick does have a point um, in the sense that it's the only Saturday evening league that televises games nationally. So, in theory, if. There's a lot of ifs, but Cardick basically put out a piece saying that NASL poses a threat to MLS on TV. Too early to say that kind of stuff, man. It's way too early to say that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
if you ever get to see that stuff, you need to wait for a while. This is like the classic like problem I used to have with NASL's official statements. Which, by the way, Karthik, also congratulations on your job with. Um, he's a, he's a consultant with the strikers. I think that's a really great thing yeah. for him to to be doing because oh, they huge. they they could use his guidance and and knowledge of the league for so many years. No doubt. But I will say that this is my problem with like NASL's media releases of the past few years. Sometimes where it's like, dude, talk about something after you've accomplished it. Don't talk about it before. Don't be like. MLS does it sometimes where it's like, oh, this could happen in potential if all of these factors line up perfectly. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm not gonna. Let's when you have seven thousand viewers, you can't you can't say that kind of stuff. No. So yeah, that's public access at that point. Yeah, um, we do know that NASL doesn't pay for BN. I don't think they're getting paid. There's some probably some advertising shenanigans in terms of like uh, give and take, but mm-hmm. that's about it. So we, we'll see. I mean. Next week is, I think, in the next couple of weeks, if there's a trend, this is disturbing. But if it's a one-off, sure, we'll see what right. happens. Right. Week one only pulled, like, what was it, 12, 15? Yeah. So it, it's not one-off, but if it's just an early season aberration, so be it. We'll see. I think I think the one thing to note here, and I'll, I have a point with this, is that doesn't count streaming viewers. And I watch on Sling TV, which uh, I just want to make clear. Sling TV, for 10 bucks a month, you can get World Sports Channel. So if you like cricket... Uh, <laughs> Along with One World Sports and BN. So you get two solid soccer channels. Did we get a sponsorship that I didn't know about from Sling? Right. Did we? I was actually genuinely impressed that I could get all these like weird sports channels that I wanted for just 10 bucks. So we didn't? No. Fuck. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Um, I just, I just want to... I really do have a point here, which is... Go for it. If you guys are inclined to sign up for BN and OWS, because I was looking at... I, complained on last week's episode that you couldn't find dvr games like last year and espn3 used to have it last year this year actually sling has dvr on 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 bn and ows you can go back and watch the weekend's game like it's not like forever but it's like three or four days but that's good enough you know and that's pretty good so for 10 bucks you don't need to sign up for the base package they list world sports as a different language if any of your questions about this just get in touch with me i'd like uh, talk to sling on twitter for like hours to kind of get this stuff but it's kind of neat actually it's kind of (laughs) neat yeah, not too bad. Um, Jake Nutting at Empire of Soccer was talking to... Uh, don't you laugh. His name's funny. Oh, my. <laughs> Welcome to ToughCast. We're at 12. Because um, I laughed, too. I was actually really impressed that I didn't. Um, I'm talking to Bill Peterson, uh, Commissioner on ASL. And uh, Peterson said some things, as he's prone to do, twice on Tuesdays. And it was actually a Tuesday article, so that explains why he went on air. Um, or to press, at least. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, he said, "Yeah, he uh, said that there's going to be a second Western expansion team." Woohoo! Where? Guam. Huh? <laughs> no. Huh? It's going to be Vegas, San Diego, something like that. Yeah, I was, I was thinking it'd be Vegas. Um, I think they could even put something in like smaller cities in Oregon and Washington. To be perfectly honest, I think there's enough support there in places. Helena, like Montana, Bellingham. Yeah, no, I don't think Montana. I think you'd have like Atletico, three guys and two goats. Atletico, Helena. <laughs> Helena de Madrid. Uh, let's see. Um, Herta Cheyenne. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll make, we'll make we'll, a list. We'll make a list. We, yeah. we, we'll see, okay? I think it's a good thing. I, 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 I've started to trust Peterson a little bit more when his, with his expansion like talk nowadays because he's backed it up with action recently. Because all the rumors about like Vegas and all this stuff didn't come from him. They came from other people. The one prominently that he fucked up on is Hartford and uh, the 
the Hartford Hamilton and the other Canadian teams. Right, and he he went ahead also in this article and said that there aren't any more talks with Canadian teams. Disappointing. Beginning of last year, this was like a big freaking deal, or we were going to get some Canadian teams, and mm-hmm. now this Canadian Premier League thing is it's problematic. It's problematic. It's problematic for the NASL, but it's probably not a bad thing for Canada. No, I don't think so. I think uh, there's many ways of looking at it, and um too many to, to talk about right now yeah. so um, um the other thing he mentioned is that the cosmos attendance failures don't bother him but we'll talk about that a little bit later yeah we, we really have to um i had one other thing that made me just like cringe like my my eyes roll back into my head and like i i, I was just like sacramento republic held a rally because the mls commissioner came to town and they were bandying about the built for MLS hashtag, the hashtag built for MLS. Not only that, they changed their Twitter name, not their u- not their like username, but the Twitter name. Handle. Yeah, the the one that's in bold next to the handle. Yep. They changed to hashtag built for MLS, and apparently they changed it for their match days too. And I'm like, yeah, but your match day hashtag has your name in it. They're basically saying we care more about MLS than our own identity online, and that's just. The, he did. The, he wasn't even coming to town to make an announcement. He was just coming there to basically make a non-announcement. Well, the one announcement that he did make is that they're going to expand to twenty-eight teams. Uh, didn't give a time frame for that. Right now, they're at twenty-three confirmed teams that would start play by twenty eighteen. There's a ton. I mean, Miami finally found land, so they're very likely the twenty-fourth. Based exactly. So this basically was just him going there to a rally and saying, "Hey, you're not the twenty-fourth team, guys." Yeah, it's obnoxious, man. Like, uh, it was, why, why can he do that from, uh, first of all, I th- probably the, the Sacramento front office probably begged him to come. Because seriously, it's pathetic, man. They've got a great thing going. They've got great attendance. Instead of, like, just celebrating that, like, kind of like Detroit does, they're just begging. It's like, it's like that, it's like that dude that never got over the popular girl in school and just keep sending her letters and putting notes. And I think in this case, the dude will eventually get the girl. Let me be honest. Mm-hmm. But I think that was going to happen no matter if whether the dude made himself look pathetic or not. Sure. Sacramento is good enough for an MLS team. They're just like making themselves grovel and look absolutely pathetic. And it just, it's cringy, man. Like they can do them, but I, I just find it kind of gross that, sure. that nothing is worth it to them as long as it's not MLS or as long if it's not MLS, it's not worth it. This is what the message is sending me. I'm like, wow, you guys are lame as hell, man. Sure. Anyway, um, FC Edmonton versus Minnesota United. Oh, we're going to games now. We are going to games now. That it's was time. fast. I, I was ranting. I was hey, ranting. listeners, just so you know, we're going to games now. Yeah, I was, I was ranting. I week two. Yeah. So, so we, we, our predictions this week were super lame. We only predicted one game differently from each Dude, other. we're boring. We are boring. With our picks. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I have the standings right now. Um, right now, Notch has five wins, five draws, and no losses. I have four wins, five draws, and one loss. Right. So. Yeah, so I'm basically leading you by one. Take that, predictability. Right. The Milkman, the Paperboy, and Evening TV. This, I mean, it, this is stunning our listeners right now. Longtime listeners know that I never get anything right. So the fact that There's I'm time. leading two weeks in a row is freaking There's over madness. 30 weeks left. I'm not worried yet. Uh, Minnesota got their first win of the year with a uh, 2-0 win in front of... Is this an accurate attendance number? Uh, I, I, yeah, the attendance number is accurate. The goal number is not. Right, right, right. So I was just double-checking. In front of... <laughs> because it says 1-0. Uh, right. In front of 2,731 Canadians. Yeah, it was cold as hell. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm not surprised. I mean, this is like kind of in line with what they were getting last year. So at least it's not fallen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, two Spees in a pod with two goals from Ben Spees. Yep. Ke- Kevin Venegas had, a, I think, an assist on both, actually. A gentleman's of. brace. Right. We got referenced on that. Exactly. Oh, did we? Where? Yeah. Didn't you see that on Twitter? Uh, Nick Rogers had tweeted out, there should be a, fr- what is it called when two people are, when someone has two assists and someone had tweeted, it's called a gentleman's brace and then hat tip to two United fans. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, there you go, man. It's catching on. We're going mainstream. We're um, going mainstream. Uh-huh. Right. So, no, really good goals. Um, Goal of the week. Ben Spees with player week. We talked about that. He also had the goal of the week with a pretty impressive chip that went over a flag that was in front of the camera um, on the replay. It's really beautiful. Just fantastic. Absolutely watch that one. Um, okay, here we go. Whose goal impressed you more, Christian's or Ben's? Christian. Christian from week one. Oh, Christian. I like yeah, those long range here. bluters. Like that's that's uh, that's my fun place. You know, speaking of long range, I do want to talk a little bit about the fact that Lance Lang started this game, and I thought he was pretty great um, in his in the first half. Yeah, he was crossing quite a lot, and he was making a lot of threatening things. And, and you know, Norton Pitch Westbrook, I noted that Danny Cruz fell off in the second half too, and I think some of that had to do with that they were two one two nil up, and Edmonton just had the run of the field in the second half in general. Yeah. The possession statistics, actually, if you look at them, um, were 50, is it 64%? Yeah, 64% something like that with Edmonton, and we had 30-something percent. So we actually got hammered pretty bad on possession. But if it's not meaningful possession, that's a totally different matter. Totally, totally. I'm, j- I'm just saying that we, we chose to let them have the ball. Because I don't think Minnesota gets thirty goes down to 30% possession without choosing to. What do you think about that starting eleven? I liked it. Okay. Nothing you change with it? Um, I think there are some tough decisions to make when Ibsen comes back. Um, Where does Ibsen fit? I don't know. That's the tough part. I don't know either. Right. I mean, he he is such a versatile player, right? I mean, he's played a good holding role when he was called to do that. He's had some attacking creativity. And I think the tough thing sometimes to know is that we sometimes say that because a player is playing in NASL, we, we tend to underrate him. And we forget that he is was a Champions League quality player. And he showed that last year. Like, Starting, yeah. Yeah, and I think we underestimated him at the start of last year. So I don't know. I think this is why Kyle Craig gets to do the job that he does and we no get to doubt. do what we do. I'm just, I, I worry <laughs> because, I mean, he's not fast enough, agile enough to be a number 10. And Spees has obviously looked just fine in that role. Yeah. But he also doesn't have the defensive like focus to hand on one of the sixes. I think Jabrowski PI might have to give up his badge again. Like, I think that, I think he was solid. I was impressed. But I just, I don't think you can leave Ibsen out entirely. Like, it might be like Jabrowski starts and then Ibsen comes in and if he impresses, he gets to, like, do that maybe. Or maybe they give him a, a chance to, uh, to try. So... I would say uh, if either of the starters from like the holding midfields last week were to um, uh-huh. lose the starting spot, I would say it's Vicencini. Um I think Brovsky has many more miles on his legs to go. And so True. I think you keep Vicencini. So, it, I mean, there's plenty of season left, you know, and like you said, Carl's the one who makes the call, not us. But right. um, I think it's also going to be very interesting to see how Pino will fit in. Um, that's, or if he's yeah. just a super sub to end all super subs, because that's pretty sweet too. That that is that is a I mean a crazy thing that Pino is uh, like, doing what he is. Hey, one more thing. I I I think Edmonton deserves a a bit of note. I think there were a few moments when they threatened us, like Carolina. I think shut us down, and I don't think we shut Edmonton down. 
they had some good chances. Amiobi came one foot uh, to basically scoring a goal. But that's the only chance I saw. Maybe there were a couple that you saw that I didn't. But that was by far their best chance. Um, Van Okel had a very Van Oeklian performance. Mm -hmm. Fantastic reaction save save against Christian at the end of the first half. Um, Nothing he could really do about either of Spies' goals. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, he was solid. But I... Yeah, yeah I, I don't think there was ever really a point where I felt like Edmonton... I, I think my heart, just as a, a Minnesota versus Edmonton um, viewer, was that Edmonton, of course, was going to tie 1-1 because that's happened like eight times in the series history. But yeah. uh, it didn't happen. I, I will say that uh, Milan Roberts for Edmonton made some mistakes. He got, a, he got a yellow for a pretty harsh challenge. And then he tripped Davis and almost got sent off. And then it was a very kind referee to keep him on the... Thing. And then he made a mistake for Spies' second goal. Uh, he lost Spies. So Milan Roberts actually was looking a little bit shaky. Sini Niasi and Pablo Cruz seem to be doing what Niasi and Lang did last year. The, the tactics of the team haven't changed, which is unsurprising considering they have got the same coach. So mm-hmm. it's the same old Edmonton. They don't have Lance Lang, which is kind of evident in the fact that they just don't have that like punch that they seem to have last year. We'll right. see if they can find it. Right. Um Indy played Ottawa in front of over 9,000 fans. And they over 9,000! This isn't even my final form. Of attendance. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Um, and they tied 1-1 uh, with goals from Idan Vered, who was assisted by Johnny the True Captain Steele, and uh, Nemanja Vidic-Vukovic. Dude, you had a brilliant idea earlier. Oh, should we announce this yet, or should we get a design I first? think we should, like, ask people what they think. All right, so I had an idea. I was watching the Liverpool-Dortmund, um, I almost said Champions League, <laughs> Europa no. League uh, quarterfinal today, which was a fantastic game to watch. And the big storyline, besides, you know, the whole Europa League thing, is that Jurgen Klopp was coaching against his former side. You, have you heard of our Klopp Klopp, by the way, on Reddit? Uh, I've heard of Der Guten Tag Klopp Klopp no, no. from the producers. CLOP, CLOP is a subreddit for My Little Pony Porn on Reddit. Yeah, he's the moderator of it. <laughs> Jürgen Klopp. Yeah, Jürgen Klopp. Is, he, he knows good taste. It's a disturbing subreddit. Don't go there. Oh, and he's he's an attacker. Anyway, yikes. Um, Yeah, and so they had split scarves, though, uh, with Klopp. I like hit just from, like, I don't know, tits up, pretty much, picture of him. Uh... <laughs> That's what they call a bust, I think. And uh, on one side was Liverpool colors, on the other side was Dortmund covers, covers, colors. I want to do the same thing with Johnny Steele right. for Ottawa. I think it's brilliant. I think that, yeah, one side United, then we have Johnny Steele's mug, <laughs> and then I'll say the true captain, and then I'll have Ottawa's colors on the other side. The Minnesota side, we put 60% off. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like the Minnesota part, it's actually like way off center. <laughs> So there's only a little bit of Minnesota United and a ton of Ottawa. Yeah, I think this is a great idea. So uh, if you if you want the scarf, tell us. Tweet tweet uh, tweet ideas. Um, if you want to make mockups, feel free too. But yeah, definitely tweet your feedback <laughs> to me or to Toughcast's uh, podcast at TWO United Fans because uh, I want this to happen. So so Johnny Steele is legitimately freaking good in this game. Like his work rate was really high, Weird. really high. Like he was. He got the assist. And it was it was a beautiful one. Like Eden Vared was at the far post. He is a guy passed the ball to Steele, who was kind of at the edge of the box on the left hand side, and and he just crosses it. 
just perfectly because the keeper, the ball goes between the keeper and the indie back line. Yep. Just perfectly. So the two or three defenders and the keeper can't get to it. And it gets to Vared who just like knocks it in. Yeah. Beautiful. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, it was, uh, it was a pretty solid game. Uh, Ubi Parapovic, after that great hype job, ended up leaving the game with an injury. Yeah, second half, man. I think it was like 50th minute or some lad. He went off. I think it was hamstring, if I'm not mistaken. I don't mm. remember. I don't know what's happened since then, if there's any reports on how serious it is. But that was depressing to me, man. He was probably amped for that game. and like It was cold. It was very cold, so that might have... Equally depressing was looking at Ramalt Pazer today, who looks like he spent the entire offseason like in like a bistro in France reading books and smoking cigarettes. <laughs> he's just he's just crying into his like glass of wine and eating baguettes to like forget how many of his friends are now gone. Right. And like Nikki Patterson, who last year played for the Fury, at one point he like ran up and literally dude just like pushed Pezer down. I don't know how this guy didn't get sent off for this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like super violent, but he literally like pushed the keeper down onto the ground. And you're like what? How did they let him do that? And it's I mean, Romal Pazer looks like a guy who has no friends and is really sad in his life. Um, right. Um, friend of the podcast, Eamon Zayed, also looked really good. He's just a natural, man. He doesn't need to think. When he, when he has the ball, he just acts. And, and it's so fluid. Like, guys, you know, sometimes they control the ball and wait. He just has the perfect placement right away. Like, some of his crosses were beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Ottawa kind of, they, so they scored in the second half. The first half was 63% possession for them. But not a single shot on goal. Mm. It was it was ridiculous. And then the second half, they score right away. But around the 70th minute, they just kind of sat back. They had this game. And then in, uh, what was it? Which minute? Um, 89. The 89th minute, Indy went 2-1 up over Fort Lauderdale. According to the graphic that popped up on the screen. Yeah. You can see it in the highlights. Yeah, it's amazing. They went from losing to Ottawa 1-0 to beating Fort Lauderdale 2-1. I mean, it's just the magic of the movies, my the friend. The beautiful game. Right, you exactly. Can't beat it. Um, yeah, seriously, though, they did tie the game in the 89th minute. Manja Vukovic had a goal that just sent the stadium going bananas. Um, cruel. Cruel result for the Fury, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's their own fault. They should not have sat back. Yep. Johnny Steele, by the way, played about 78 minutes. Just so you know. And they brought in reinforcements as well. They uh, they brought in a player on loan from Fluminense, who we can't find any record of him being with Fluminense. But, hey. He's, he's signed to them. But he played with LA Galaxy 2 last year for 10 games and scored two goals. Brian Ooh. Oliveira. We're not just going to put him in a shroud of mystery like a FIFA 94 player. <laughs> he's Uruguayan. He's a mid- midfielder. He's, uh, and, and he's uh, 22. He's 22. So we'll see how that goes. Let's actually take a quick break here while we're about halfway through the highlights. Recharge our uh, glasses with some whiskey. And uh, we'll be back with a trip to Florida right after this. Welcome back to Toughcast. We are now moving along in our search of phenomenal soccer action in the NASL. We're going to the home of the NASL, the place where it has the most teams, mm-hmm. the place where most of its people retire to. Mm-hmm. I believe Bill Peterson has a house in Florida. Probably does. Yep. We're going we're gonna to Miami versus Tampa Bay in Miami with all the babes. All the babes. The sweltering hot babes that are like... 
come to this game. Like, okay, so we're, we're actually talking about a tweet that Miami FC sent out about why they should, we should Series go to their games. Ser- yep, it yep, wasn't yep, just yep. one. Nope, yep. But the, the one specific one said, come hang out with these babes. That was the most quotable one. But basically, all of these tweets had really hot women kind of being paraded around as meaty objects. Yep. Which yep. is gross as hell. And then uh, West Burdine put out an article on Northern Pitch that got some attention and really raised attention to what was going on in Miami. But yeah, just a really disgusting marketing campaign before their home opener. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've come to expect um, businesses of all sorts to have attractive people in their marketing. And that makes, to me, it makes sense. If you're going to put people's pictures up there, you have attractive people. That's cool. But it's one thing to have attractive people in your marketing as like models uh like for merchandise or like mm-hmm. you know you put a photograph of the most flattering section of your supporters or whatever versus saying come meet these babes and come hang out and like explicitly saying the only reason to come to your game is to hang out with the chicks yep that's awful yep miami um yeah it was a one one tie um aside from that uh not, the, not much to talk about honestly with this the, game. the commentators don't know how to pronounce uh svetonich or sasonich or Sivitanich. Sivitanich. he scored the first goal for for miami which is, is it got pickens made a great save and then he was right there for the rebound and knocked it in is oh, by the way okay? yeah pickens looks like he's spent years and years like learning the true meaning of the world on on a mountaintop you know it's either uh, that or he's, like, starring in a remake of Castaway. Or he's starring as Nat Borchers in the made-for-TV Hallmark movie about the Portland Timbers MLS Cup win. Naturally. I think right. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, Forrest Whitaker plays Darlington Nagby in that one. Oh, smart cast. Smart I think cast. So. Fantastic actor. Yeah. Fantastic actor. I hope his leg's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Dario scored. Um, Tampa Bay didn't really have any major offensive threats in the first half second half started to pick it up a little bit the highlights showed a, a shot that went literally over the stand oh it so, wasn't even close right it wasn't even like an impressive build-up to the shot i have no idea why it made the highlights because they were like we got to like show some damper doing something yep. which by the way actually they do have nice looking jerseys their their away jersey is essentially the um <laughs> she calls it the printer running out of ink u.s men's national team nike yeah. jersey it's just that in Green, and I've also seen the Houston Dash use orange on that one. And they look actually really good. I like it. No, the, the, the Dash, the NWSL side. Oh, cool. They're using two. Because yeah. I think Houston Dynamo is as well. Really? Oh, yeah. okay. All so right. That's cool. So, yeah, I like I liked it. I thought that jersey looked good. Same with the Miami's. Both teams get a little bit of hate for their jersey colors and stuff. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ristov scored a penalty, and they tied the game. Yep, it was fair call on the penalty, too. I didn't catch who pushed him down, but it was pretty clearly an obstruction. Uh-huh. The Republic of Korea played uh, the Carolina Railhawks. And they lost. Right. Uh, shame to the Republic. Right. Uh, the De- Democratic People's Republic of Korea would not have lost. No, they this. would never have lost. They wouldn't have reported it if they lost either. By the way, I was trying to find a way to like shoehorn DPRK into uh, Oklahoma City, and I went with like something like Des Moines Real, something like I was just like, what about like Deportivo? Deportivo. Okay, see. And that yeah. would have done it. It would have been a better like... Anyway, 2-3 uh, was the result. Um, we both thought that Carolina would win, so yay us. Yay us, whereas uh, we totally knew that in the 96th minute there would be a goal. Their, we knew it. Right. Their attendance did go down just a tiny bit from 6,416 to 5,800. Still, though, it's not it's not bad. And, and there's a reason for that. I mean, Energy had a game cross town. 
Um, but it was impressive. There were over 12,000 people between the two games. And there were two of them who you could hear constantly through the entire feed going, Rayo, go Rayo, come on, Rayo. And this kid was like, give me Rayo, Rayo. Now the first voice you heard was Wanan. The second <laughs> voice was Billy Forbes. I'm so sad Wanan isn't playing. Uh, not yet. Yeah, right. He's not still yet. training. He's still at the Wheel of Pain, building his muscle. Pain. Yeah. yeah. Waiting for the lamentations of the women. Right. He's going to kill the snake and then come in. Uh, uh, come in. And in, that's like, not a blood. metaphor. He's going right. to kill the snake. And he, he'll play in just like a loincloth. And that's it. I'd let him. Yeah. I'd let him. As long as yeah. uh, he needs the socks. Because shin guards are very important. You know who I don't want to see playing in the loincloth though? Giorgio Samaras. The guy looks like he's made of bones. Like, yeah, God. He, he looks like a stick figure. He's going full Pirlo though. Right. The, the, the hair and the facial hair too. Actually, yeah. can we... He's like a budget Pirlo. Uh, can we also, speaking of people who wouldn't look good in loincloths, can we go back and talk about Tom Heineman for a second? Sure. Okay. Because we didn't really talk about this. There were a couple of chances in the Tampa Bay game where it looked like he had either a shot or a header and just wasn't even close. Uh-huh. So, um, 150K a year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that beautiful face. The the wolf calls that he has. Um, now, do wolves feed in the spring or is it only the summer well he eats the fans which bill edwards you know he enjoys i I get that but is that only in the fall dude i don't know that they feast i'm not up on my werewolf vampire fiction i didn't read twilight as much okay yeah i missed the last few books that's too bad yeah miss a book miss a lot all right fine i've made my piece yeah i will say um this game was the result was so cruel man like oklahoma city Ryo, they, they they fought. They fought really hard for this result. And it was looking like it was going to be a 2-2 draw. Carolina looked... They had they had attacking chances. Like on the highlights when you're, follow, or when you're following on Twitter, they, it initially looked like they were just being hammered. But they actually had some decent chances throughout the game. And you know, it, a 2-2 draw, by the way, sounds like you're trying to like play Pictionary and your card says Ballerina. Hmm? A 2-2 oh, draw? Two. <laughs> Missed you, buddy. Um, yeah, no, you were saying. They had, they had some good Go movement, right the Railhawks did, in the first half uh, early on. And and it was, but but kind of when push came to shove, Austin Dalouse scored one goal in the 23rd. Ryan Johnson and then Michelle for Rio scored My in bell. the 33rd and uh, uh, 52nd minute to to go up um, 2-1. And it, it looked like that was the way it was going to be. Then there was a substitution. Ali Hassan, who listeners know that I rate Ali Hassan pretty well because of statistics last year. He was, what was it? The, other than, uh, who was that? Uh, was it? Angulo. Angulo. Was the most like economical striker mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. Minutes to goals. Ali Hassan was number two. So he's kind of been a super sub for Ottawa. Turns out, yeah, he comes on and scores a Locked goal. down to the field as the fans chanted, number two, number two. <laughs> It was great. Yeah, he scored. And they didn't realize that Gary Lineker was on the field, and that's why they were chanting number two. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, classic <laughs> Classic joke. joke. There we go. Um, uh, yeah, so Nazmi Abadawi, by the way, got two assists as well in that first goal for Carolina, the second one. And then there was, I think there was, what is, four minutes of extra time added, and uh, the, the, the game went quite long because there was an injury and a few other things, so the, so the referee pushed it way beyond where it should have been. Mm-hmm. And in the sixth minute after after full time, uh, Austin Luz knocks in a, a cross that Capone low sends from a corner, yeah. and it's all over. And Carolina steal the result. Yeah, cruel, very really cruel, tough. really tough. Um, 
it's always hard when it gets to stoppage time goals that go beyond your expected time because that's just you're guessing yeah. you know and then there will be some refs who say no don't take the corner and then mm-hmm. there will be others who say yeah but once the corner is done we're done so a, a couple of quick player notes before we go one of them is Rich- R- ricardo menjavar is super fast <laughs> number two sebastian velasquez has actually been starting in place of billy forbes in the first game which again i'm like what and billy forbes looked amazing in this one sorayo has speed with some of these guys and then finally footy danso played for them man you know mm, hold me closer footy danso yeah exactly what a beautiful <sighs> beautiful man uh perfect right world's in its order yep so some finally some news. The seventeen year old dude that Carolina signed to an amateur contract. Yeah. Yay. Nick Tatuge. Yeah, the the next Freddie Adu. Right. Next Pele. Yeah. The next next Pele. Right. He's a North Carolinian Carolingian Carolinan. Carolinan Pele. Carolinan? Carolinite. San Diegoans. So, someone correct San us on Diegans. this. San Diegans. Minneapolitans. <laughs> San Diegoites. <laughs> San Diegoans. Can't tell. Uh and then the Cosmos beat Jacksonville two 0 Surprise! Right. Um, yeah. Okay, now here's what we talk about with this match. Uh, Bill Peterson alluded to it and said, no, there are no failures in New York Cosmos attendance. We're not worried about it when they draw 3,600 people to their games. Yeah, second week. Week two of the season. They're down from their home opener, of which was already like 5, embarrassingly 000, low. Which was low for this league. Yeah. Right. Why? What the hell? What? You, that's got to be concerning somebody. Has to be, man. I like, don't get it. Short is a pain to get to, and it is not a good facility. You've been there, yeah. I will. I mean, straight up, I enjoy Nessie, which isn't a great facility over Short. Short feels like you put, you take Nessie, and you add a lot of like under bleacher walkways, and like uh, cover everything up with really shitty architecture. Okay. So it's, at least Nessie's open. Mm-hmm. And so you're walking around outside all of the time. Sure, you're, you, it really feels like you're kind of in like dingy like surroundings. Mm. And they're doing some funny stuff. Like, uh, you know, we noted last week that the bench is on the opposite side and a few other things. So they might, I mean, I don't know. But the point is that there's also getting there by public transport isn't easy. The Cosmos sure. need to find a different place to play. Whether it's their own, that dream stadium they want to build or whatever. It needs to happen. Yeah. Because this is atrocious. And this isn't just a two-week thing. This Last year we kept riding on poor attendance for the cosmos yeah and it's just happening again yeah flagship team they're spending a lot of freaking money the defending champions right what's what's it coming to i don't get it right frustrating this is dangerous man dangerous uh Jar- jero arietta scored in the 29th minutes and uh well the nasl gods gave us gave mm-hmm. us what we asked for mm-hmm. jacksonville armada first game first half and what happens jeff what happens? Miguel Gallardo happens. Right. That's what happens. A shot from Jairo Arrieta, the former DC United striker from last year. Right at Gallardo. It's an easy pickup. That's an easy save. Right between them. And then we know better. We know. At the minute that oh. that shot was sent. Oh, come on. Yeah, you just <clears throat> knew it was going to get messed up. <laughs> oh, and it was messed up. It was... So, so Robert the, Green in the 2010 World Cup. Right. It was a howler. And then Beckham looked really upset. Yeah. He, I, mean, I mean, everybody knew this was going to happen except former World Cup goalkeeper Tony Miola, who is their head coach. How long is it before Miola starts in goal? 
right? Can we put I, at a this point, I'm pretty sure he'd be better. He would be. I'm sure Miguel Gallardo is a really nice guy, <laughs> but I mean, this is getting, it's, it's uh, starting to get to a point, you know, like it's starting to get to a point where it's kind of embarrassing. I don't get it. I mean, Stuart Seuss was a free agent all off season. He's trialing in Minnesota this week. Yeah, so, well, but he was he was busy uh, with the Green Eggs and Ham movie and some short shorts. Right. Yeah. So I mean, he had other things to do. Right. No, of course. Um, Ooh, what you can't see, tough cast listeners, is that Notch just undid a button on his dress shirt. Yeah, I'm still in my work clothes, by the way. He's this going is, really casual. He's the most interesting man in the world right I, now. I've worked a 12-hour shift today, by the way, listeners. So, And I did so before last week's show as well. This is commitment. I just want you guys to know that, like, uh, I, well, I don't even, I'm too tired to know what you should do. I think what this means, what this banter really should be telling you is that the New York Jacksonville game didn't have much to talk about. No. Nico Cranchar made his first start, like Clown I said. Car. Yeah. And and he got like, Nico Cranchar makes an unbelievable like setup for the ball, which is just like. He uh, makes a rolling pass. Right. To uh, Adam Moffat. He basically got extra credit for being Clown Car. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, they're good at that. That happened last year with Frau. Yeah, Shep Messing basically like what was it? They'll make a movie about this. Yes. <laughs> no, they won't. Shep. They won't make a movie. Hallmark might make a movie about this <laughs> and lose money on it and lose money on it. They are actually making some sort of a Cosmos like TV series. Oh, a series now. Or they've made some... quite a few documentaries about them. They made the documentary, but there's some but sort like of like Cosmos. TV show being made about NASL or something uh, that I was reading. And you sure it's not the Carl Sagan show? Right. Okay. Cosmos. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, so this game, we can just move right along. Puerto Rico FC is still out there somewhere. They don't have any news. We're waiting for you guys. This week. Uh, let's move on to week three. So we have uh, the Republic of Korea versus the Democratic Republic of Korea. Yeah, I think Raya OKC pulls this one through mostly because North Korean footballers aren't allowed to leave mm. in any great numbers uh, unless they have uh, minders. And I don't think they'd send them to America. That's probably true. So I think you're Particularly right. since the Chinese have now sanctioned North Korea, which is kind of a stunning move. Yeah. If you, if you follow uh, international diplomacy. What do you guys think, listeners? Right. Tell us. Um, uh, Jacksonville versus Miami FC, the retirement home battle. Part de. Yeah, it's really bizarre. I'm saying uh, Miami. You know what? We're saying the same thing in every one of these matches. So I'm we assured. Are? We I am assured. You agree with me on No, you the agree third with game. me. I made my picks first. You agreed with me <laughs> on the third game? All right, fine. Fuck it. Here we go. Game two, Carolina, Ottawa. We both have Carolina. Great. Game three, Indy versus New York. I thought I was going to get a point with Indy. I I was like I'm gonna go with Indy too, and we both picked it, and we're both probably gonna be wrong, but it's okay. This is so stupid. And then uh, Tampa Bay versus FC Edmonton, we both picked Tampa Bay, and then we were both homers with Minnesota versus Fort Lauderdale. This is I'm gonna lead for a third week. This is like this is like Messi not scoring for like what is it five games or whatever. This is what this is for me. It's like I've been in the lead now for three games. It's like something's wrong. Uh, Tafkast is like. Entering a new new phase of its existence. Well, it's a good thing you're not Ronaldo, or else your fans would stab people. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, w- w- I mean, we need to work on having differing opinions. 
Uh, I, I think some of this has to do with the fact that it's only been two weeks, so we don't know enough about these teams to really be like, well, I think that uh, for FC Edmonton's 4-4-2 is a little bit different than Tampa Bay's send it to the Wolfman and he eats the fans formation. They're 1-8-1. <laughs> although, although Minnesota has a little bit of a glass house to be throwing those rocks. That's hey, fair enough. We actually didn't give Damian Lowe any credit because I kind of like ripped into him last time and he was a little bit more solid. Minnesota United center back. I'm not scared at the idea of a Coleman Lowe right. pairing. Yeah, I was before the game and now I'm not. Yeah. Tiago went off injured 21st minute. I mean, I'm more scared of a Tiago Lowe. Actually, <laughs> I'm more scared of that than Coleman Lowe. Right. Yeah. Um, Coleman also doesn't have any hair anymore. He cut it all short. Frosted tips. I'll get the hot takes tomorrow at training. Yeah, it's because Miguel did it that one time, and, and probably, and right, we all yeah. know that Brent Coleman is known as the Minnesotan Miguel. Right. Yeah. The the, the Miguel Ibarra of the uh, Midwest. Notch, where can the good people find you on Twitter? They can find me at LockStockSpuck. Okay, and I am at Jeff Ruder, J-E-F-F-R-U-E-T-E-R. And my alter persona where I tweet out stuff from the Two United Fans account is at T-W-O United Fans. Send us your questions, send us your feedback. Send tell us your, your scarf f- feedback. Right, exactly, about our Johnny Steele split scarf, 60% off Minnesota. Such a uh, great idea. Such a great idea. Uh, also, uh, tell your friends about Toughcast. We always love getting new listeners, and it's, it's kind of the best thing about making the show is sharing it. Also, give us uh, iTunes ratings if you can, because that helps people find us. Well, with that, we will wave you goodbye and come back with episode 52 next week. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. Goodbye.